Internet Travelers, and welcome once again to the Before and After Show. Uh, as always, I'm your co-host, NJ Smith, and once again, I'm not joined by my co-host, Ryan Buell, but I am joined by, uh, I almost said Corey Tyndall, because that's what the name on Skype says, but Hannah Tyndall, uh, <laughs> Corey's wife, and um, Alicia Hawks. How are you guys? Fantastic. Good. Welcome back. Doing good. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Well- Yes. Uh, so we're here to talk about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. The latest uh, movie in the Harry Potter universe or Harry Harry Potter universe. Is that what we're, we've decided to call the, mm-hmm. this franchise now? Yeah. Um, I'm calling it. Cool. And yeah, before we get into that, uh, I know it's kind of been travel times and, and all that. But have you guys been watching anything? Uh, Corey and I watched, um, 10 Things I Hate About You I the other night. I love that movie. Sorry. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. I, it had been a couple years <laughs> since I'd seen it and I, oh man, it's so good. <laughs> and like the funny thing is. Is that one on Netflix? Yeah, it just, it just got on, it just, that's why we watched it. Cause oh, they man. just added it. So. We watched it and I was thinking about how funny it was that I think the first time I saw that movie, I was maybe like 14 or 15 and I watched it with my cousin's wife and like she was kind of mortified that she'd let me watch it. And I was thinking at the time, I don't know why, like get over it. It's fine. And then I was watching it again and I was like, oh, like with adult eyes, like I'm sure I got the jokes when I was 15 because I'm not like a baby child, but like. Now that I've like worked with high school students and stuff, like watching again, I was like, oh, there are some inappropriate jokes that I might be embarrassed to watch with a high schooler, mm-hmm. even even though they probably got them. But I just was embarrassed. It was yeah. really funny. Oh, it's so funny. Really I so love that It's movie. so good. And Heath Ledger just. <laughs> He's so good. Who even? <sighs> Heath Ledger. I love him. He's so good. In that I miss him. I actually saw that movie for the first time after Dark Knight. Um, really? Shut up. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And so it was funny because I had known him basically from Knight's Tale. And oh, I, was, yeah. I was one of the people who was like, wait, the dude from Knight's Tale is going to be the Joker? Like, I don't see it. And then when you watch this and he's got like the the butterfly knife with the frog, you're like, oh, yeah. totally. <laughs> see your potential. Oh, really my gosh. Oh, a Knight's Tale. That's like on... Oh, that might be on my like top ten list. Kristen's too. Oh, I love I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. we need to watch that. Yep. Uh, what about you? So yeah. Um. So I have had a whirlwind weekend, like, and I am coming at this podcast on mm, three hours of sleep in a so, car. So yeah, it's woo. Okay, yeah, it's good. We're, I'm super pumped. Uh, but. I did, while I was folding laundry the other day, watch the David Blaine special that's on Netflix. Oh, my word. Like, uh, my mind is blown. And then I got to California. My dad is like, he's sort of an amateur magician. Like, he knows the tricks. What? So I was like telling him about this special and he had watched it as well. And he's like, yeah, I know how he did that. And I was like, shut up. No, you don't. It's Whatever. <laughs> I know. He's lying. <laughs> no, he totally does. I promise he knows. Because like, so there's this famous magician, right? That talks about how there's only 20 basic tricks. Um, uh-huh. And like, they're all just like presented in a different way or whatever. Right. And he's like, I probably know like 15 of the 20 tricks that exist. 
So he's like, so a couple of the things David Blaine did, I was like, how did he do that? But he's like, most of them, I just knew how he had done it. And I was like, your life is so boring. Like, yeah, that's sad. I I don't want to know. I know. That's what he said. He was like, yeah, it is kind of sad. He's like, but I can do some of them. So that's pretty cool. So, but yeah, no, it was pretty, it was pretty mind blowing. And I recommend it. Like it was I, my mind was pretty blown. At one point, I paused it because I was folding laundry and Shem was like working on. Shem is my husband. Um, he was working on homework in the in the back room, and I like ran in the back and I was like, "You have to come and watch this. Like, I can't handle this by myself. My mind is being blown." He's amazing. So Wait. here's here's the thing. You guys will be getting a text message very soon about of my face upon learning that Bean's dad is an amateur magician. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited about that. <laughs> because I love magic. I'm not any good at it, but magic. I love it. Um, I grew up a huge fan of David Copperfield. And so it's always just kind of blown my mind. And even if I know how tricks are done, I actually really like knowing how tricks are done. Mm-hmm. Because then I get to watch it and see how smooth everything is. Because yes, even, if you, right. even if you do know the secret behind it, that doesn't mean you can do it or replicate right. it. It still takes mm-hmm. years of practice. Right. So even the he did. The, I, I saw a clip of David Blaine on the Jimmy Fallon. And d- did he do this in the special where he had the person take three cards and he turned it into a different amount of cards? Yes. Okay. I saw, I figured out how he did that, but it's still amazing when you see the points where he adds the cards. Ugh. Yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't, there were like maybe two tricks that I caught how he did it, but I never saw him do it. So like one of his things that he's really well known for is he'll take people's watches Mm -hmm. and I know when he's doing it. Like it's pretty obvious, like if you know when he's doing it, but I have never seen him do it. So I'll like, I'll like cognitively I'll go, he's taking that person's watch off right now, but you never see it happen. And so yeah. you're like, I ha- how I, he, he seriously is amazing. Amazing. And I'm the same as you. Like I love magicians. Like I've loved them since I was a kid. And I probably, because my dad, like yeah. he used to do legit magic tricks for us. And it, I was always like, like, I remember one time as a kid, he came in like, and was like, Hey guys, I grew this special banana and you should go ahead and peel it. And we peeled it. It was peeled. You guys, it was, I mean, it was like, it was like it was together. Cut. Right. So we, we, it was cut. It was cut up completely again in sections inside. Mm-hmm. I was like, how? So to this day, I, my mind is like blown. I'm like, how did you do this? Do you want Anyways, me to so tell yeah, you or do you just want that mystery how in your life? You no. Every time, every time my dad's like, do you want me to tell you how that's done? I always say no. I'm like, no, I need to know that there's magic in the world. <laughs> I just want to think that it's real. <laughs> Even though I know it's not. I don't want to know. I okay. just want to be amazed. Okay. When we were in Nashville for our honeymoon, a street magician came up to us and I got so excited. That's awesome. He did a card trick and then I gave him a dollar. Um, (laughs) So David Blaine does a lot like that. One of my favorite ones is he like, so he was doing it for famous people in this special and he like had Will Smith's kid, Jaden Smith, like pick a card (laughs) Like, he was like, just name any card. So he take okay, no. First, he took a picture of him with his phone, Jaden's phone. Mm-hmm. Took a picture of him holding this deck of card fanned out so that the back of the deck is faced facing the camera, right? And then he's like, okay, name any card, right? So he just names three of spades. And he's like, okay, open up your phone. And it's a picture of him 
holding the cards, and the three of spades is the one that's showing. That's amazing. How? Witchcraft. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. It's fantastic. It, you guys should watch it. It will blow your mind. Hannah, it might really freak you out because his piece de resistance trick is stabbing himself. With uh. a, and like you, the whole time, the whole point is that you don't know if it's a trick or if he's like actually just like jamming uh, a needle to him. That's it's gnarly. pretty intense. He like sticks it through his arm. Oh a yeah, knife? That, that crap is real. Like that's not a trick. No, yeah, Hannah, might you might not want. Is it watch. a, ni- a <laughs> it's knife? Really hard. It, it's an ice pick. Yeah. Oh, what the? Why? And he does it without bleeding. Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah, because yeah, he's super into that like body, that like body stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I he was on Jimmy magic, Fallon. Though. What's up? I said I do love magic, though. Mm. As we're about to find out and talk mm-hmm. about. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good segue. Huh? This is a really good segue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on Jimmy Fallon, he does the thing where he vomits the frog. Ugh, why? And then <laughs> swallows it again. Oh, poor frog. Like, that's just such a traumatic life. And uh, Questlove, the you drummer for The Roots, really swallowing is the frog. so out on David Blaine. Oh. He is so done with that guy when he vomits out the frog. It's great. Oh it's gosh. worth watching the clip of him on Jimmy Fallon just to watch Questlove react to David Blaine because he's like, there's no way you're not Satan. Oh, yeah. I I wonder. <laughs> Sometimes. No, he for real, though, Hannah, like part of this special explains how he learned how to like swallow stuff and bring it back up. Oh, and he did it with gross. goldfish in this special. It was disgusting. What? My dad's like, I'm pretty sure that the fish that he like supposedly like horked back up might have been backup fish because I'm pretty sure because it took him an hour. Be it was dead. like, yeah, they'd be dead. <laughs> like, they would not be alive and swimming around. Like, uh, <laughs> nothing happened. That's... Yeah, oh, just that's... some very confused fish in a glass. Yeah, <laughs> dude, like... what is my life? <laughs> like, like Jonah in reverse. <laughs> that's a song. I feel like that's got to be a song. <laughs> Jonah in reverse. Oh I, goodness. I, I, Anna. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I had. A bit of a week. What did I watch? Uh, I, oh, I watched uh, Selma. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Oh, man. No. I've heard of it. Um, it's the Martin Luther King movie that came out a couple years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Directed by Ava DuVernay and starring David Oyelowo, I think. Um, and it's about the march in Selma that uh, Martin Luther King had. To, it, was, it was over voting rights because a lot of the... Black people in Selma uh, or in uh, Alabama, right? I think. Uh, Probably. In Alabama, were getting harassed as they were going to vote or as they were going to register to vote. And so they would ask them insane questions like, how many districts, how many counties are in the state? Okay, Uh, how many judges are in each county? Or how many judges mm -hmm. total in the state? Okay, name them. And they obviously wouldn't be able to name 67 judges. And so they would get denied uh, the right to vote. Because oh, of no. That. Wow. And so Martin Luther King was like, that's not how this should be. And staged, uh, tried to stage a march from Salem, Salem, Selma, <laughs> uh, from Selma to Mobile, Alabama. Um, also, Alabama's governor at the time was 
pretty racist. Um, so he I mean, was just kind of fine with all that. Uh, and so it's just kind of the story of that. And it was really interesting because I didn't know much about that specific story in Martin Luther King's life. But it was like, it was uh, a chore to get that thing organized because they were met with so much opposition that they ended up trying like three or four times before they were able to successfully have uh, the march that they intended on having. Mm. Wow. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and what ultimately led to it was uh, they w- they started a march, but Martin Luther King was having problems at home, and so he was like, "Look, I got to stay with my wife." And they were like, "We'll start without you. Meet us at the end, so you can give your speech at the Capitol." Well, they got they knew Martin wasn't there, so they uh, the the police blocked them and kind of just attacked them once they got to the end of the bridge mm. at the end of town. And national media was there uh, covering it. And before they got smoke grenades into the crowd, there was like 15 or 20 seconds of unobstructed view of these police assaulting these people marching that made it live on the air on national television. And so a bunch of people of all different (laughs) races came from around the country to help them do the march after that. And that's them being able to, uh, to get it done. Wow. Yeah. That so is it's crazy. Yeah. It's a powerful movie for sure. Um, just in, uh, because of its subject matter. Um, it's actually a little too long. Um, I also watched it kind of late, so maybe it was less affecting by the time I was, uh, it was one in the morning by the time I was done. Oh gosh. No. Yeah. Um, So I was like, "Mm, I bet I'm supposed to feel more than I am right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And it is. I don't know if the movie's rated R. If not, it's right at the boundary of a PG-13. But also uh, for good, solid, valid reasons. Uh, right. I mean, it, it doesn't shy away from ch- children dying. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. One of the inciting events is that someone bombed a church uh, mm, that killed mm. four four kids. Mm. Uh, and their reason for bombing the church was because black people were starting more black people were being able to register to vote. Um, mm. So that like happens in the mm. like in full view of the camera. I was like, Whoa, Holy moly. Okay. Mm. It really came out of nowhere for me. So it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a uh, not easy to watch, but it shouldn't be. Right. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's really good. Uh, I saw a movie called A Face in the Crowd. Uh, it's a movie from 1956 about this down and out drunkard, uh, who is discovered on the radio for being very talented and charming and having these, uh, sort of homespun wisdom and, and, you know, down to earth opinions, and it's kind of his rise from a literal jail cell to national stardom to potentially becoming a member of the president's cabinet. Wow, that escalated quickly. And yeah. ultimately his downfall uh, because of how power hungry he becomes. Wow. Um, and it stars Andy Griffith as this character. What? Yep, that Andy Griffith, not a different one. <laughs> uh it's four years before uh andy griffith show 
times happened oh, wow. to him. And so it's it's very early in his career. It's actually his first movie. And he is incredible in this movie. This movie is incredible. This is one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Is this the one that you were saying they're going to remake? Oh, for sure. Now that a certain person is president, this movie is getting remade. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, for sure. And all the, like, I, I have never been inspired to write a film. And with this, I was like, let me write it. Really? Yeah, it... Because you could, the thing is, she has this radio show, the woman who discovers him has this radio show where she goes to, like, off the beaten path places and tries to find people with interesting stories to tell. And I was like, that's This American Life. Like, that's a podcast that exists right now. <laughs> like, all you have to do is make this about podcasts and Twitter, and it's the same movie. <laughs> oh, man. That would be so good. Um, awesome. Totally do it. Yeah, it's it's crazy relevant. I think it still would be even if it weren't, uh, you know, reflective of um, of kind of our political climate now. Um, it still has a lot to say about how certain people just kind of have, quote, it to manipulate mass media in their favor, even when the things that the ideals they truly hold are much darker than they would have you believe. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah it's a really really good movie it's called a face in the crowd and uh you guys should just watch it it's incredibly well told uh the screenwriting's really smart um the performances are all phenomenal i have no idea how uh andy griffith did not get nominated for an oscar you will hate this man by the end of the movie that's uh, so weird yes it is i know <laughs> i don't know so how to weird. like think of him in any other way other than you know Andy Griffith hey, and Matlock. Right yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's really good. It, the final couple scenes of this movie were legit really chilling to me. Um, mm. Just because of some of the stuff that happens. I was like, oh man, all right. Uh, <laughs> this is where we're headed kind of reaction. No, uh, like... no, but just it felt a little too real. Like it felt, mm. it felt too much like someone who is like that would... Uh, would react once he finds out that his empire has crumbled around him. Mm, mm-hmm, Yikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so go see that one. I, we might be doing a YouTube video on it soon because I loved it. I might, I might be calling an audible. Like, I think we're going to talk about it at length on the podcast or the YouTube show. Um, it's okay. either going to go in film school or on YouTube or somewhere because it is crazy good. That's awesome. Yeah, a it, face in the crowd. A face in the crowd. It might be my favorite old movie. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. quite a statement, MJ. Yeah, it's a uh, it's real good. Like I watched it with my parents, and then wanted to watch it with Kristen when I got home. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah, I awesome. could I could have easily sat through it a second time yesterday. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Did Kristen like it? She hasn't seen it. We didn't oh, watch it. Yet. We didn't have time. Oh, okay. Uh, and also we're two weeks behind on Westworld. So that's a uh, priority. Oh, right. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's all I watched. I watched kind of a lot this week, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so yeah, we will take a short break and we will be right back to talk about uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them.
we're back and we are here to talk about fantastic beasts and where to find them as i mentioned earlier it's the latest uh installment in the harry potter universe it's the first installment in the sort of expanded harry potter universe um it takes place is it 70 years did they decide before the events of harry potter so 1929 is when voldemort is born and I can't remember. And this text takes place like 10 Just, years prior to his birth. Mm, no, because they it, at least he can't place... have been born in 1929 because he I was at Hogwarts with Hagrid. How old is Hagrid? So old. <laughs> That's so old. crazy. Oh, he's been at Hogwarts 50 years ago. Remember? I thought but... Voldemort was born in like the 40s. Mm-mm. Well, no, oh, maybe not I'm born. That's when he was 11. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, it takes place at least sometime after 1924 because uh, someone mentions getting back from the military in 24. Yeah. Oh, you're right. No, it's 1929 that Grindelwald fights Voldemort. I mean, I'm sorry. Grindelwald Whoa. fights Dumbledore. Dumbledore? <laughs> You That's know so what? That would have solved a lot of problems if Grindelwald <laughs> had fought Voldemort in 1929. It goes back in time to the baby Voldemort. Why they don't do hey, that? I that's mean, that's her real child now. Uh, cursed child. All right. So good. Oh No. Um, All right. Anyway, so it takes place in the 1920s. Uh, so sometime between 1924 and 1929, um, and it follows uh, Newt Scamander, who is the author of the book Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which is part of the curriculum that uh, Harry and co. go through at Hogwarts. And this is kind of the story of him um, gathering these magical creatures, uh, stuffing them in his briefcase, and doing research on them for the book. Uh, and also, uh, that's actually the background story, while the real story is about uh, Gellert Grindelwald and his rise to power and his eventual showdown with Dumbledore, I assume, um, because we are getting five of these movies and I don't know why you would put Grindelwald in there and not have it culminate in that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's the basic, basic, basic premise. Uh, this movie specifically, he goes to New York, uh, Newt's commander goes to New York. Uh, he switches briefcase with a, uh, uh, as we know them muggle or as Americans know them, no madge, uh, Rolls right off the tongue. And <laughs> he, they switch briefcases in a very, uh, you know, movie way because they have similar looking briefcases. And the uh, the Nomadge guy opens the briefcase and all the creatures get out or a handful of the creatures get out and he has to chase them around New York. Uh, while uh, there's a group of anti-magic uh, people, like there's an anti-magic cult uh, the second, the second Salem, the second Salemers, uh, trying to out witches and wizards around New York City. So it's a really big deal that there are magical creatures out in New York specifically at this time. And the equivalent to the American uh, Ministry of Magic is trying to keep all of this together. They're just kind of trying to make every like hold everything together. Uh, it's a crisis. <laughs> it is yes yeah. uh so that's that's the premise of this specific entry into this franchise um also eddie redmayne and colin farrell are there and so is dan fogel fogelberg dan fogler that's his name yeah. uh as as the kind of bumbling 
um, nomad uh, normal guy who is along uh, for the adventure. And then there are also two women with them who I don't know their actress names, um, but Tina and Queenie, who are sisters. And it's kind of that adventure. Um, so what did you guys think about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? Who, who's going first? That's you the... go, Hannah. You go. All right. Okay. Um, I actually was... I, I liked it. I was surprised that I liked it. I, I do have some qualms. But overall, I was entertained. I enjoyed it. I liked the... Um, I liked... The Nomad character. I think his name's Jacob. I can't remember his last name, though. Something. Kowalski or something. Oh, Kowalski. Yeah. Kowalski. Kowalski. There it is. Yeah. Remember, it was something cool. Um, And, yeah, he was just... I mean, and he wanted to open a bakery, so... Yeah, yeah. I thought of you. I thought he was pretty (laughs) awesome. Um, But, yeah, I I found it charming and and cool. Um, I also liked learning a little bit more about just uh her ideas for and by her i mean jk rowling her ideas for um just like the magical community in the united states i'm hoping we get more of that mm-hmm. i don't know how just because of the the way the movie ended and grindelwald yeah so i mean there's gonna be spoilers on this right yeah like there's yeah. no way okay oh, yeah we'll get that um. <laughs> right now like spoilers 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 spoiler colin Farrell yeah. is going to wall okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which i actually saw coming yeah and um <sighs> which i think they did on purpose yes for like super fans yeah i i, kind of I was very very disappointed with that turn of events a little bit really yeah i thought i liked it when he was just well okay so here's the thing i liked it better when it was very obvious that he was just like it seemed to be that he was just a grindelwald sympathizer Mm -hmm. and then and then he gave him the Hallows necklace. He gave Credence the Hallows necklace, which, uh, P.S., their relationship was super creepy. Creepy, yes. Creepy. <laughs> very well done, but very creepy. Um, and when he gave him that, I was like, oh, sweet. Like, that confirmed that he's a Grindelwald sympathizer, but apparently it was supposed to confirm that he was Grindelwald. But I was still thinking he was a sympathizer. But then as the movie went on... And continued, and I was waiting for Johnny Depp's appearance, and he wasn't coming. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then, and then, like, at the end there, when there's a showdown between Newt Scamander and, like, Graves, who's Colin Farrell's character, and Credence, who has just, like, basically blown him. Oh, no. The Ministry people, the I, Makuza, that's what it stands for. It's called in the United States. Yeah. Um, they like blow him up and Graves is standing. I was like, oh no. And then as soon as they arrested him and I was just like, here it comes. And he said, Revelio. And I was like, oh, there it is. And there's the, <laughs> and he looked like the white rabbit got turned into a mob boss. And oh. I just, I didn't I wasn't happy he didn't look anything like Grindelwald and 
He sounded like Jack Sparrow, and I just <laughs> I lost. I sounded like the Mad Hatter. Lost all hope. Well, maybe he did, but it just it's all the same to me, and it yeah. just I lost hope. So I'm gonna so tell you my, what I that was think my least that favorite part. That was my that was that was my least favorite part. I figured that out after the second shot of the movie. Okay, Corey said he did too. Because yeah. of the because of um Colin Farrell being like depicted in a newspaper blowing up people. No. I totally missed that part. Oh. Not that. Uh so the the first shot of the movie is the back of Grindelwald's head um with his hair and he's like he's like I don't know, murdering fools, I think. Right. And then you get like a bunch of headlines and then you get Newt coming into New York. So I guess it's not the second shot of the movie. Um, you get Newt coming into New York and then you see Colin Farrell from the back in the exact same framing oh, with the yep. exact same haircut. And I was like, oh, is. stupid. Immediately. Okay. And so I spent two hours and 15 minutes waiting for it to happen. And it's so it was so annoying knowing that was going to happen. And and then Colin Farrell ends up being really good in the movie because he's a great actor. And you know he's going to turn into Johnny Depp. And you're like, this is stupid. It should be opposite. It's like one of your personal nightmares, Carl Farrell and Colin Farrell turning into Johnny Depp. <laughs> uh, not the first time that's happened. That happened with the of Dr. Parnassus. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. That movie is trippy. Um, here's the thing. That was very your reaction to that, though, MJ, is sad. And it makes me sad for you. And it's the same thing that I told my dad. It's really sad that you know all the magic behind the mu- movie making because you don't get to be surprised. I was totally surprised because I know nothing about movies. <laughs> so Corey, when it was revealed, I was like, oh, nice. That's a twist. Corey figured that out, like, after that that scene too like he too long i know apparently (laughs) because after we were done he was like well i mean you kind of know because of that scene with the newspaper at the beginning and then da 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 and i was like how did i miss that like i i don't even i must have not been looking at the screen we went with a friend maybe i'd like turned and like said something to her at that point but i don't even remember the newspaper scene yeah i don't actually know what he's talking about the newspaper, the beginning when it's doing all the exposition for you. So when he's you know blowing people up, it's a, was... it's like in a newspaper. Grindelwald. Yeah, that was yeah, Grindelwald. It wasn't... But it's a newspaper. Like, it's like a moving right. newspaper. But, like, how did he get the Colin Farrell was going to be him yeah. from okay. that? He recognized him from but the newspaper. But it was newspaper. Johnny Depp's. Yeah. Well, he said he recognized him. Absolutely. So maybe it was the haircut thing. Maybe. I don't know. I it was... need to go back because I didn't even see Johnny Depp. At the beginning. So I must have not been looking at this. Screen. It was just the back of his head. Yeah. Whatever. So it wasn't, he looked you at the white You would have just seen his weirdo haircut. Which all the bad guys in this movie had the same haircut. Did anybody else notice that? Yeah, which was real except stupid. For, except for Credence, who has like a real weird But his haircut cut. is the same. It's like well, the evil makes like their hair bad. Cut. Like, it's like a bowl cut met that haircut. <laughs> evil makes their hair bad? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how evil people wake up in the morning. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then like Johnny Depp just looks like a creepy version of Macklemore, which like Macklemore oh. yes! looks like the creepy That's version of Macklemore. Thank you, oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, no, I was not I, a fan. I how was they not up. happy with how he looked at all. And, and then he, like he showed up and mumbled two lines, and I was like, mm, I'm out. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you he had say yeah. in like how like his his wardrobe wardrobe and makeup and everything because it was very. Johnny Depp. Yeah, and then, like, of how... course he did. It so looked sad. very out, out of 
style with everything else in the movie. Yes, I agree. It was very, like, jarring. It was very jarring. And I, yeah. So up until um, that point, I actually, even though I'd kind of figured it out, but, like, I really liked the movie. And and then as soon as Johnny Depp's face turned to the camera, I was like, oh, why did you do that to me, movie? Mm -hmm. Which is from the beginning yeah. opening lines of mm-hmm. why are you doing <laughs> that to me movie that. yeah because i'm a narcissist yeah the thanks <laughs> no. no you're I'm not joking. a movie oh. you're not a narcissist <laughs> uh but i like uh, yeah i liked it i are we asking more questions because i had other thoughts about what i liked yeah we are we're gonna get in specifics uh bean what, okay. did, what did you think about the movie Hey, so this is why I wanted Hannah to go first because I needed to get people <laughs> for where she was because I was really nervous leading up to this podcast that it was going to be Bean against MJ and Hannah because you guys, I loved this movie like so much more than I was expecting. So I don't know if it's just because I was expecting it to be a piece of trash and I was not excited about it at all and so it just far exceeded my expectations or if it was legitimately like as good as it like I felt like it was but and this is where no here rude stop Stop. here's where here's where Hannah's gonna disagree with me too and I'm gonna stand on my own but I I genuinely like I am so excited for this to be five movies and I enjoyed watching that movie almost as much as I enjoy reading the books I'm really sorry. Wow, that Whoa. is quite a statement. So good. It was so good. I like, enjoyed I it, but that that is quite the statement. Yeah. I know. I know. I know, but I really did. I thought that like I was like JK Rowling is back. I have not seen her do anything this good in so long. Like I was I Cursed Child, I was, you know, like I, I liked it, but I was sort of neutral at best. I missed her hand being in it. And, like, mm-hmm. you could just feel her signature all over this movie. Like, the characterization was on top. Like, I loved the characters. I thought they were so endearing. Like, I will never agree with you, MJ. I thought Eddie Redmayne was fantastic. Like, <laughs> and I just, I really liked it. And I saw her style showing through. And, like I said in the before podcast, like, I really think they returned to the root of Harry Potter being a mystery because you have Mm -hmm. this thing happening in New York and you're like, what the heck is going on? Like, what is this mysterious force? We've never seen anything like this and what is happening. And so it returned to that route. It dropped like subtle clues everywhere. They threw a bunch of like, uh, fan like bones to the fans because there were these moments where you're like, Oh my gosh, it's the deathly hollows. And like, there were just so many moments where you as a fan stayed so engaged with the movie and also were just waiting to see what was going to happen next. And I have to say, like, I can completely see the potential for this to be five movies and I can see why they're going to make it be five movies. And I am super psyched to go and see all of them as soon as I possibly can. All right. I um, Go ahead. I don't dis like I I actually really enjoyed it. I gave Bean very little to work with like via text because I was trying to like totally psych her out. I thought that would be funny. <laughs> Thanks, Anna. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, sort of. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it. But I I don't know how five movies are gonna come of the like I just don't know. I mean, they well, caught I mean, Grindelwald. 
if you had read the first unless they do some more backstory i don't yeah i just don't know how they're gonna make it into five three maybe i don't know how they're (laughs) gonna make the um grin like leading up to the grindelwald and dumbledore showdown also they they caught him so how does he escape i guess that's a question they'll answer in magic well here's i mean he is he is a wizard yeah yeah you know you were saying you would like to see like more um with like the american school and like etc yeah Mm -hmm. i think they're gonna do a lot of that i think that i think they're gonna develop that world like crazy in 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 America, and we're going to see the school because do you remember the part where Queenie like just kind of is like, yeah, it's the best wizarding school ever, Overmorning or whatever it's called. And I feel like that was definitely a hint for things to come in these movies. And I think since they're doing that, I just think that they are going to have so much material in the same way that they had a lot of material. Like the another reason why I'm really confident in their decision to make this into five movies is because like J.K. Rowling when she was writing the books she always in her mind was like, this is seven books. She like when she started it, she was just like, seven is the number. I know this feels right. And that's the same thing she did with this movie. And she was like, it just feels like five, five seems like the right number. So I sort of trust her. Like she has a really good track record um, in terms of like knowing, you know, when to call it quits and like how long to extend it. And I just, I think she's got enough material. I'm so happy because I think she has, can you guys tell I really liked this movie? I'm so excited. I'm pumped. <laughs> um, she, I think she has fleshed this story out enough that it's going to be very coherent. You're not going to like, it's not going to keep stringing you along. It, I feel like she's got this whole thing fleshed out, five movies worth, and they're each going to mean something and they're each going to be important. And it, I think it's going to be, I, my fingers are crossed and I'm really nervous about Johnny Depp, but I really think this is going to be a classic. I'm really excited about it. Uh, it Sweet. did very poorly this weekend. Um, Aww, domestically. It did Gangbusters internationally, so we are getting four more of these. So don't Yay! Yeah. Um, <laughs> it didn't... 18% of the audience was 18 and younger. They didn't get the kids. They just didn't. Well, I can kind of see that yeah it kind of looked dark in the previews like i don't think i would have taken i wouldn't have taken my kid it was totally dark but like just thinking from a parent's perspective i wouldn't think like oh here realistically i probably wouldn't take my kids to see any of the harry potter movies though because i feel like they're all kind of scary my kids have seen them all because i'm a really awesome mom (laughs) you are an awesome mom but it's it depends on your kid but like i was very easily frightened child so that's how i come from everything um but yeah the previews looked dark so yeah i'm not surprised that kids didn't come do you think this movie was sort of targeted at like established harry potter fans who are not young it didn't feel like a movie for kids absolutely yeah totally so is it important that it didn't get the kids well i mean financially yeah. yeah they have more money to spend on stuff Oh. Um, I thought the movie was on the better side of fine. Um, like it's just it's just okay enough to for me to call it good. Um, mm-hmm. And so by by, uh, by I'm gonna look like I hate it uh, based on what Bean said, but yeah, it, everyone's gonna look like they hate it based on what I said. <laughs> um, I'll be middle of the road. I think that I liked it a lot. 
I think that the movie could have been a little bit tighter. Uh, it's two hours and 15 minutes, and I physically gave this movie a wrap it up sign towards the end. Uh, oh, no, you... oh, no. I was so sad when it was ending. <laughs> there is, here's the thing. There's a lot of imagination going on in this movie. There's really, 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 really good production design. Some of the best production design I've seen all year. It's going to get nominated. I won't be surprised if it wins an Oscar for production design. There is always something cool happening in the frame. Mm-hmm. Um, it was beautiful. Yeah, and Yates, it's probably the best directing I've seen Yates do in a long time. Um, I but wasn't... To be fair, you didn't see the last four Harry Potter movies, correct? What? Yeah? I thought no, you said you, you just, like walked you turned out off you... five. I turned off five. Oh, but just five. Yeah, okay. I've, I've seen part of five. Like, I've seen half of five. Okay. Uh, but that's the only one I haven't seen all the way through. You're not missing much. Yeah, that's, I figured. Ever, that movie's so good. Uh, I mean, I wasn't what? missing much in the book, so. <gasps> no, the book, uh, uh, well, I don't it's long. I, yeah. It's real that's long. It. Yeah. Okay, I will say this about the book, though, just because I've read, um, I've read the fifth book the least, but if you read, well, see, you probably won't do this because you're not a huge fan, but if you're, like, rereading the series, and you read like five immediately following four, it is so much better. Just because yes, when you read sense. it standalone, when you read it standalone, it feels like Harry is just being such a whiny little angsty, like 15 year old. But when you read it right after four and you're reminded of like all of the crap that he's going yeah. through, it's a so lot, it's a lot more earned. Yeah. That makes sense. And like, I remember the first time I read it, it was like really hard to get through because there was like three mm-hmm. years between book four yes. and book five and I didn't even start reading the series until after four had come out so I only had to wait like a year and a half for five but it was like oh my gosh friends like, get, get a grip uh, and then yeah. and then like when I reread them all together I was like oh okay that makes yeah. sense I actually have I've started a reread of them a while ago like years ago um, and I made it through one and two and then I just didn't Oh, but three stuff. is so good. I know. I yeah, know. it is. It's the best. It's the best Actually, book. I mm, love all those mm, books except for no. five and seven. Like, those are the only... And even those, they're fine. Um, like, they're, none of the books I out and out hate. There are sections of them I don't like, but... Um, yeah. I think, I mean, for the most part, they're pretty... For seven books, it's, it's got a pretty good track record. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're solid. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, I will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get your address so you can fight? <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Send them my way. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. I, oh, I thought dear. it was a little too long. It's two hours and 15 minutes. Uh, I thought, regardless of the fact that I didn't like Eddie Redmayne in the role, there's no actual real reason for Newt Scamander to be around. He affects the story of this movie 0%. Um... It all like the all, the whole movie takes place around the supporting characters. Um, they are the ones who affect every decision that moves the plot forward. So it kind of felt a little bogged down, and the magical creatures thing like really doesn't like it, there was no reason for it to happen in the sense of it because it doesn't affect Credence's life whatsoever aside from the fact that his uh, quote unquote mom is the leader of the Second Salemers. But even he doesn't let the creatures loose. That's still Kowalski. Um, you know, he still doesn't affect that action outside of losing his briefcase. Um, 
So it just kind of felt padded for the first two thirds of it. And then once it got into all the other stuff of like them trying to solve the mystery of where this, um, oh, what's it called? The um, Obscurus. Obscurus came from. That's when the, like the plot kicked in, but that's a really late into the movie kind of. And so it kind of took a long time to get where it was going. Um, I really liked all the other characters a lot more than Newt. Um, I thought Tina was great. Like, I think the movie could have just been about Tina and it would have been better for it because it would have been shorter. And um, I think it just would have been tighter and hit a lot better. Like Tina and Kowalski going around uh, trying to solve this mystery with Queenie. Um, Mm -hmm. I really liked uh, Dan Fogel. Dan Fogler is Kowalski. I thought he was great. I thought Colin Mm -hmm. Farrell as Graves was great. Great. I thought A Fine Frenzy was incredible as Queenie. She was my favorite character in the whole movie. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, so I thought it was a movie that had a really, really solid supporting cast. I thought the lady who was the president of magic, um, I thought she was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of a waste of Ezra Miller as Credence. Cause he's starting to become kind of a name and he doesn't really have a lot to say or do. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, on the outside of him and like Eddie Redmayne, who I have problems with outside of, uh, the, the movie <laughs> itself, I thought all the characters were like really good. Even the uh, like the goblin gangster guy that Ron Perlman played um, <laughs> when they went to the that like get, that like goblin speakeasy, I thought was super cool. I, I thought that character funny. was awesome. Um, yeah, I so I, I really liked these characters. I just don't know if I can spend four more movies with Eddie Redmayne and Grindelwald. <laughs> mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. and. Okay, so Corey and I were talking about that, and I'm very interested to, like, know what they're going to do with the next four movies, and I don't know if it's going to... I don't think it's going to follow Newt Scamander. I don't think I would so be either. surprised. I think... But they, they what else do you do with them? Because Maybe. The end, they might... I'm wondering if he might be there as a plot device for us to get some more information about um, Lita Lestrange. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... Um, that's what I'm thinking for that. But I will I will say that, I mean, I, I, I liked Eddie Redmayne's character, but I totally get that, like, yeah, I mean, honestly, him, him and the animals didn't have that much to do with the plot. I think the whole point of how they even, like, put that in there was really a red herring because for the majority of the movie, you're thinking the Obscurus is a creature. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, well, it got out or, yeah. Yeah, because he sees the Obscurus. They Kowalski think sees a... the Obscurus in the like snowy area. Yeah, you think it's a you think it's like a, a like a magical creature that's on the loose that's causing all these earthquake things and then oh. kills somebody. That's why he even like gets. That's why you. That's why he gets arrested because they they think it's a creature. Right. So that's I why they he thought that. I didn't know the audience was supposed to think that. Because yeah. I, oh no. I was so on the side of Newt, and he was so positive that it wasn't one of his creatures that I was just like, well, it's a given that it's not one of his creatures. Because, well, I. Yeah, I figured it wasn't because it just felt like a red herring in general. But like, I think that's why Newt Scamander is in the movie. Yeah, I'm it wondering. A, it was a way to get to get to that. I'm wondering if this is five movies that are five textbooks. That's what Corey said. Oh my gosh, you guys are the same. <laughs> so like, what if, you know, what if the next one is Quidditch Through the Ages and we follow the author or of Or A History of Magic. Mm-hmm. Actually, and we learn more about Thilda Bagshot. 
Bethel the Bagshot, who grew up with the Dumbledores. Which would like, be awesome. But I've actually and, that they're going to name the movies Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them and the, or not, and Where to Find Them. It's going to be Fantastic Beasts and the, like. Oh. So, you saw that? For sure? Yeah. Well, no, uh, this is from, this is from Shem. He, he told me just today that he found out how they're going to, oh, it's because he was listening to oh. a podcast with the interview of the cast and <laughs> they revealed that. So that is a little bit of a bummer because I sort of actually like the idea of them doing Five textbooks. textbooks. Yeah. yeah, that would be great. I, I would watch a movie entitled Hogwarts of History because right? I am yeah. actually Hermione. Uh, yeah, that, well, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to yeah. be her so bad. Okay. Um, um, animal. Okay, so what, I mean, we've been kind of dancing around it. I, and I mean, what did you think of Eddie Redmayne as Newt Scamander? Uh, I okay. like. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go for it. Go ahead, Bean. I, uh, I, I was just gonna say that I really. I, I mean, I like him more than you do, obviously. Yeah. So, like, right. I thought he was fantastic. Like, I think he is the cutest, derpiest little thing, and I just was so in love with him. Like, by the end, I just he might go on my celebrity list. Like, I might have to tell Shen that Whoa. he's gonna be on my list. Whoa. He's so cute. He's so cute, and he was so endearing, and I really liked that he was, like, sort of aloof and, like, didn't really know what to do socially. Like, I loved I loved that scene between he and, what did we decide his last name was? Kowalski. Kowalski, where he's like, people usually like you, huh? Like, people don't like me. They think that I'm weird. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's so true. Like, Kowalski is definitely, like, the likable, personable, you know. I mean, he has a briefcase full of pastries. How could you not? Like, so I don't think that goes everywhere with him. It or should. does it? <laughs> it might. I don't know. We only see it, it the one time. He just fills it up and takes it around. That would be adorable. <laughs> what scandalous. I loved him. Um, yeah, no, so I really liked him. I think, he's a, I think he's a great actor. Like, I've never, I haven't seen him in a whole lot, I guess, to be fair. Um, but every time I've seen him give interviews, and I, I've seen him in Les Mis, and I've seen him in this, and I Maybe have seen him in another thing that I'm not thinking of, but um, I've liked him in every role that I've seen him in, and I think that he's, um, I think he did a really a, a lot of justice to this character. Shem and I were talking about about this after. Is that like even like his gait was in character, like the way he held himself. He was so mm-hmm. like I don't know. I just thought he did a lot of justice to Newt, and I really liked who he made Newt into. I liked it a lot. I mean, he was starting from complete scratch. Like Newt's not, not a right. character. Yeah. Right. But so, if he were, he would totally. But be he, yeah. Be him be. <laughs> yeah. So I, good. Yeah, I like Eddie Redmayne, but yeah, M- MJ doesn't like him apparently. But um, I thought he was awkward, which was super funny to me. Like I was like, I mean, Eddie Redmayne plays awkward very well. Maybe because he's is maybe he's awkward in real life. I don't know, but um, the scene that killed me at the end, like, and I was I was like, I don't know whether to cringe or laugh, and it's so awkward. Was just the very ending scene between him and yes. Tina, and oh, yeah. and he just like yeah. trying to say goodbye, and <laughs> you don't know if they're. And I was so I was like, I was sitting there, and I was just like, ah, you know what? I really, really hope they don't kiss. Because if they did, I felt like it was going to be like really undeserved because there wasn't a ton hinting at their relationship. Like it was more about Queenie and Kowalski. So I was like, 
ah, please, no. And then they didn't, and it was really funny when he was like, would it would it be fine if I if I brought your book to you in person? Oh, that was cute. Hannah. I liked it. So, Hannah, so what? did Tina remind you of anybody in your life? Um, no, no, it would have been faster than that. She totally reminded me of your mom. <laughs> so That's funny. much. Like, we were watching it, and the whole time I was, was like... It's just her hair. Yeah. No, her face, too. I think she looks very similar to your mm-hmm. mom, and she, she kind of carries herself sort of like your mom. That's funny, because when you asked, I was like, like maybe my mom, but I don't really know. I, know. I didn't I really... Because your mom's really funny, and Tina's not that funny. I mean, that is accurate. My mom is hysterical. Yeah. Also, my dad is hysterical. Yeah, she's got to be funny parents. to your dad. Woot, <laughs> Anyways, that was a fun side note. I thought I'd ask you about it. Uh, yeah, so I liked that scene a lot. Also, I mean, yeah. Well, sorry, that was the question about Eddie Redmayne, so I won't change topic. Yeah, I uh, already don't like Eddie Redmayne. And then I... You don't? <laughs> yeah. What? And, <laughs> this is and, brand new information! <laughs> Friends! And then this movie started and I was like, oh, he's Doctor Who, got it. Like, it just felt like J.K. Rowling got rejected for a Doctor Who script or she wanted to make I a Doctor Who movie. How much Doctor Who have you watched? Uh, all of Eccleston, all of Tennant, and all of Smith. Oh. Because I just don't... I did not... I don't understand that parallel. Yeah, it's just like a quirky, smart British guy that doesn't really get along with normal not. humans and... Uh, no, Doctor Who loves humans. Yeah, but he, like, he loves them, but, like, he doesn't really get... Like, he's like a mix of Doctor Who and Sherlock... Um, it's just like, oh, awkward British guy who doesn't know how to read social situations, but also is incredibly smart. And he also has a case that he travels around with that's bigger on the inside. Oh, and that's your only sense. real connection to Doctor Who no. is the bigger on the inside. Yeah. Well, and the, I, everything else, though, too. No, I, know, I didn't. I did I think about the about the briefcases being the TARDIS, though. I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. I, I mean, which that. is a little, I guess, is a little unfair because they do have the bag in uh, the set. Mary Poppins. One. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. I was trying to keep it in the Harry Potter universe. Oh. <laughs> Hermione's magical bag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can't, like, go inside that bag. I thought they, isn't that where they live? No. Or is the tent no. was in there? The tent yeah, was the in tent there. Was... Okay. I thought there was a scene where they went inside of it. Um mm. Anyway, yeah, and he's just like super anachronistly, uh, anachronistly dressed. Um, I don't know. I was Redmayne was. Yeah, but I think that's the point. Like, it's just wizarding. The biggest thing for me, he mumbled his way through this movie, and it drove me insane. Oh my gosh, he barely opened his mouth to say words, and there were so <laughs> many lines of his that were completely lost to me. That I was like, I got nothing. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like that may have been important, but uh, it's gone now. <laughs> so I guess I'll figure it out. The good news is because uh, the good news is David Yates is uh, he overtold the story visually, I felt like, which is the only time I think I've ever said that about a movie. I was able to pick up the context clues. Um, and the the reason I say he overtold it is because he telegraphs that Graves is Grindelwald thing in the first two shots of the movie. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I really didn't care for Newt's commander in this movie 
at all. Well, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I (laughs) wanted to give him a chance, though. I really tried. I promise you. I don't think he did. (laughs) Actually, you know what scene I did like? I liked his first scene. Um, Well, when he, like, I liked the scene with him arriving in New York and he's, like, kind of jittery about the briefcase and trying to be cool, but he's kind of not because he knows what's in there. Um, and then I liked the scene of him trying to get the Niffler through, like trying to catch the Niffler. And then <laughs> it was kind of all downhill, downhill from there. I liked when, he, oh, well, no, I liked whenever he was chasing any of the animals. I thought those scenes were really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, except the, I didn't like the mating dance thing, which I think is. Probably oh, okay. That was the worst part of the movie for me. Was Thank awkward. you for reminding me. I hated it so much and I wanted it to die. Like why they didn't. It's so awkward. In- they cut his shirtless scene and put that one in instead. <laughs> Why? It was Why? a really stupid scene. It really was. It was poorly thought out. <laughs> Who was like, this is a good idea. Like, just sell uh... it, Eddie. And he totally does, but it's the most awkward thing. Which creature was that? It was the rumpin, right? Yeah. When he put on, like, the musk stuff yeah. and then he was... Be- because I've read the books recently. Oh, Okay. I just hated the whole thing and the and the, the fact that like there was this like oh how convenient he accidentally spills this entire yeah. bottle of muck like oh who saw that coming like oh my that gosh that could yeah. and that like that chase scene after like that went on like a real long time and Forever. I was just like I yeah. I am very uncomfortable well, yeah. with <laughs> and it also like it kind of reminded me of that scene in Goosebumps when he's trying to catch the yeti. In the yeah. ice rink, yeah. and so it's... Totally! Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, but can we talk about... Okay, maybe you're going there. Never mind. No, Stay go there. for it. I was just going to say, can we talk about how awesome and creepy all of the scenes with the second Salem people yes, were? Yes, that's what I wanted so to talk So good. About. Super weird and creepy. And makes sense. because Okay, so, so what I loved about the movie was the kind of like seeing things from an American perspective and how dramatically different they are Mm -hmm. from the um, European perspective, which we've all come to know. Um, And it makes sense because you have the Salem witch trials and, and all that. And so now you have these like second Salem people that are basically trying to burn witches at the stake continued. Also, I thought it was really creepy because they're, you know, the head of this cult, basically. It sounded, they just vaguely hinted at it, that, like, potentially all of the children that she had adopted, like, came from potential magical families. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what it sounded it, like. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's super creepy. So she's, like, trying to, like, beat it out of them, similar to how the Dursleys... Mm-hmm. did with harry which yep. is oh, interesting good job hannah um i just thought i just just put that together because i'm tired right now um <laughs> but but yeah i just thought that was really interesting and the concept of an obscurus i was like i can get on board with this that is a really interesting concept and i liked how yeah this this poor kid gosh he was just mm-hmm. creepy and heartbreaking all at the same time. Yeah. Like clearly so being very, died. very abused. Yeah. Well, he may not have, cause I saw some <gasps> stuff that said Stop. that he may not be dead. Oh man. I know that sounds weird. I, I know that sounds weird, but I don't I, know how I feel about that. I liked that 
so he yeah he becomes the uh what, what is it obscurus obscurus um, he becomes the obscurus and the obscurus is born out of trying to suppress your magical ability uh to an uh, uh, to an extreme degree and it begins to manifest physically which i think is a really cool idea um mm-hmm. And so his Obscurus is so, like, his magical tendencies are so repressed. And so when his Obscurus happens, it's much more violent and destructive than normal. And they're already pretty violent and destructive. Yeah. And it kind of, it ends with him, his, at at the very least, the Obscurus uh, dying. Um, And they actually mentioned that most most kids who have Obscuruses or turn into them... uh, don't make it past the age of 10 and his like his is so much more powerful that he's in his teens at least um and i like yeah. i liked how like kind of dark and messed up that was i it felt like there were real stakes and real consequences with that so i'm gonna be a little bummed if he's dead do, yeah do i'm not guys... i'm not sure but if i saw it potentially hinted at but here, like, oh, sorry. oh, go ahead. No, you're good. Nope. Where? I was just gonna ask if you called it. Did you call that it was him and not the little girl that they wanted? It took to me dance? it like until right before it happened. Yeah, same. Yeah, I but thought it was her. I don't feel so and dumb. And then Shem was like, I no. knew the whole time. I was like, Stop. oh please, drama. <laughs> um, yeah, it took me. It took me the whole time, and then as soon as he was like, "You're a squib," I was like, "Ooh, something's up." Mm-hmm. When he was like abuse, like being the abuser again, yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah. wait a second, yeah. this is gonna come back to bite you. I was like, uh oh. But I also kind of wonder if the little girl had potential magical powers. I feel like she, oh, she did. She did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought she did. Yeah, so that's then, what I got. the wand. So it I felt like that something. got. Yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah. I thought I felt like that kind of got left unanswered for me, and that that was a little confusing, but. Um, however, I was going to say, so Corey and I watched this, um, little fun YouTube video that was pointing out all these Harry Potter Easter eggs and fantastic beasts. And, um, you know, some of them were just little cute things, but, um, something that they pointed out and I don't know if being, if you already realized this, um, but the concept of an obscurus is I think something that they're going to come back to because, um, the theory, and I don't know if J.K. Rowling has hinted at it or not, or if it's just a theory at this point, but the theory is that Ariana Dumbledore had an Obscurus. Yeah, Jem, that is so funny. He's so freaking smart with his stupid predictions. He wow. uh, postulated that theory. He was like, huh? what if she was an Obscurus? But I don't quite understand that because, like, Dumbledore wasn't asked to suppress his magic. So, like, under what no, circumstances was no, 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 no. she... She was... Her parents didn't ask her to suppress her magic. She got um, brutally abused by some muggle boys. And That's it's kind right. of hinted... It's, it's hinted at that it, it was really brutal. Like, I always feel like when I read that scene that she maybe got raped. Like, uh-huh. it... And it's... I mean, it's a children's book, so... Right. I don't know that they're ever going to get into that detail. Yeah. But, like, yeah. that's always how I felt when I read about what happened to Ariana. And then she was never – they just say, like, these muggle boys saw her doing magic. They got freaked out and they did something to her. And she was never the same after that. And then her magic was uncontrolled and they couldn't – like, oh. she was, like, mentally unstable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that. That's definitely yeah. that. 
So yeah. she had an Obscurus, and I was like, oh, that is such a cool way to, like, bring this because now mm-hmm. we are going to get more backstory about Dumbledore's, like, growing up because of the role that Grindelwald played because Grindelwald and Dumbledore, uh, I'm not sure exactly who's responsible, but one of them is responsible for the death of Ariana. So right. I think it was potentially accidental, but still one of them See? is responsible. So that's what the fans want. So I feel like she's back. I feel like J.K. Rowling is back. I'm so excited. Um, one other thing I want to talk about, we'll kind of end here because Bean, I know you have to go. Um, I also really liked that even for at least a little bit, Kowalski got obliviated. Um, mm, I, yes. I liked that and I liked that Credence potentially died because I, like I said, I, both of those things feel like there are consequences for what happened. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not that sunny of an ending. And I really like that because it feels like they went through some stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. When he was going to step out into the rain, I was kind of sitting there like, I feel like it's just like not going to work on him. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how I feel about that because on on the one hand, like I was kind of bummed out because I wanted him and Queenie to be together. But on the other hand, I was kind of like, if he doesn't get obliviated, I feel like it's going to feel cheap. And so I, yeah. The fact that he did, I was like, that's cool. But then the fact that at the end, like all of his his bakery creations were all the different characters, like it's 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 in there. Like there mm-hmm. was something different and special about him. I kind yeah. of wonder if he comes from magical background. I was wondering oh, the same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. I was wondering the same thing. That's interesting. Um, so so we're we're excited. You guys are excited for four more of these. Uh, Bean, you're totally in the tank for four more. I am on. <laughs> So, uh, H- Hannah, what about you? I, I still don't know how they're going to accomplish four more, but I'm excited. <sighs> if we could expand upon the things in the movie that I am excited about and maybe leave Johnny Depp out of it. I agree, <laughs> though. I have more to say excited. I'm nervous. I am I'm nervous. very nervous about Johnny Depp as Grindelwald, yeah. especially <laughs> after seeing him. Lil in his stash. stash. Yeah. What is even his face in this movie, you guys? I don't understand. Like, if uh, they had made him just look like Johnny Depp, like, why does he have to hide behind all of this, like, makeup and weird He's still like, yeah, he looks, like, weirdly, modernly fantastical, and everyone else looks like they're from the 20s. It's so yeah. weird to me that you guys are surprised by that. Oh, I hated it. I saw him in Finding Neverland and he was so normal in that movie and I was picturing him in that movie in the role of Grindelwald and I was like he's gonna be great yeah but that was 11 years ago though is it like written into Johnny Depp's contract like I must look as absurd as humanly possible <laughs> yeah, I think it is <laughs> the other big problem with colin farrell turning into johnny depp is colin farrell's such a better actor than he is currently so good he was incredible and i was just like oh i'm and i knew from the moment the movie started that he was going to turn into johnny depp and so i was bummed and then he turned out to be really really good and i was like he should just be grindelwald always yeah yeah, I really also love that they're setting up is this like battle between like like they're making Grindelwald be an actually very sympathetic character and you can totally see his position and see where he has drawn his conclusions and why he's gotten where he's gotten. So I feel like they're going to do a really good job, like sort of akin to how they did it in Iron Man versus Captain America, where you're like, I see both sides of this and I don't know how to feel. And mm-hmm. like, obviously, you shouldn't be killing people, but I kind of get why you are and. 
I don't know. Like, I just, I think that's going to be a really interesting, like, struggle that goes on throughout these movies. And I'm sort of excited to explore that as well. I don't fully, I don't want to open up, like, a whole other thing. But for me, it made sense to me, like, why Grindelwald, like, had those kinds of feelings in America. Because, like, magic, Mm -hmm. um, the magical laws... (laughs) yeah it was interesting um just politically but like the magical laws in the united states are basically to keep them as hidden as possible and like it's not very they're not very empowering like you've got the second salem you've they've they have laws that outlaw like marrying a nomad like wizards and nomads so like it's just it's a very like angry and oppressive (laughs) environment like there's obviously like this war kind of going on, but in Europe, it never really felt like it was that way. And yeah. that's where he originated. So I'm kind of like, what is your deal, Grindelwald? I don't know though, Hannah, because in when Harry is studying um, the history of magic, can't remember which book, he's reading about all like the burnings and stuff that happened in the UK. And so I think that there was persecution to a certain degree. I thought that he was reading about about the Salem witch trials. Um, I'm gonna have to look it up. So it doesn't specifically say. Oh, um, maybe I, I just always s- assumed Salem witch trials because I am an American. You know what makes me think of it? Makes me think of Monty Python. She's a witch. She's a witch. But that's, uh, that's in England. I mean, that's it's supposed true. to be right. But I mean, that wasn't that like who who wrote that? I don't know. Uh, Monty Python? Yeah. Uh, Monty. They, they they wrote it. The, the, no, the, I mean, the, like, are they British? Are they American? Are they like... Oh, yeah, whatever. they're, oh. British. Yeah, they're, they're British. British. Okay, they are British. Okay, so then that helps. But uh, Do you guys have any final thoughts on uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? It was fun. I kind of want to see it again. I don't know if I'll see it in the theater again, but when it comes out, I'll watch it again and look for my Easter eggs. Your Easter eggs? Oh, right, right, right. Like Harry Potter <laughs> Easter eggs. I'm on, I'm on it. I'm there. Sorry. She's fading. <laughs> I'm, I'm so it's tired. It's contagious. I, I'm running on caffeine-free diet Coke right now. And it's not even... It doesn't, that doesn't, caffeine, that doesn't so. help. It's caffeine-free. <laughs> it's sucralose, you guys. I'm running on sucralose. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so thought. hungry. I haven't had dinner yet, so I get it. Oh, no, MJ. I'm keeping you from your meal. Um, I really liked it. Obviously, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm super nervous about Johnny Depp. Uh, I already want to see it again. Like, I'll probably see it again in theaters. I'm trying to figure out if I can take my kids. I probably can't. So. No. <laughs> very, very dark. I felt like it was a lot darker than. Yeah. I think you're right. I think, yeah. I think maybe my oldest could handle it, but I don't think my youngest could. Um, he's not my youngest anymore. Good times. Uh, I was um, like, I don't think your six month old cares. I think he's the yeah. one you can take. I mean, people in yeah. the won't be super into you as a person, but. <laughs> oh, I always go to the crying room. They have the crying yeah. rooms in the Maya theater. Oh, they do. They love do. Them. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm super, I'm, I'm very like, I left the last podcast cautiously optimistic and it paid off. So I'm going to leave this podcast cautiously optimistic that this franchise is going to take off and be so good. And I really hope that it is because I miss Harry Potter and I'm excited to have like Harry Potter related stuff to actually look forward to instead of being like, why are they doing this to me? Yeah. Um, well, well said. 
It's all right. See it if you want to. I'm not going to strongly recommend it, but I'm not I... going to I'm not going to disavow it either. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, I don't want four more of these, like, at all, really. Uh, if we must, maybe two. Um, but I was I was fine with one of these. Granted, there is the Grindelwald Lucent, which is really unsatisfying. But, um, yeah, I'm not... Eh. Like, I'm probably going to see them for content reasons. But I'm not, like, stoked about them. Unless they do end up going the each movie is a textbook route, because I think that's a really smart idea and not just because I came to that conclusion. Uh, <laughs> I actually I think that's a really cool structure for that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's fine. I don't know. I've, <laughs> I've, I've spent two hours and 15 minutes with worse stuff. Well, that's accurate. Yep. Mm-hmm truth yeah. okay uh yeah uh you can find me on twitter at mj smith 891 um you can find the show on facebook uh just search the before and after show you can find this podcast on soundcloud itunes stitcher beyond pod if you are an android user you can find us every week at uh youtube as well um this week mike moray and i are talking about planes trains and automobiles it's the after episode so it's kind of what we think about this thanksgiving uh classic uh, the only Thanksgiving movie really there is. Um, yeah, and you can find my writing at wordofthenerd.com. And until next time, uh, go watch A Face in the Crowd, please. Everyone loves magical Trevor because the tricks that he does are ever so clever. Oh, That's you what you really remember it. Yep. Oh, it's all in there.